Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I haven't done one in a little while so because um, we've had some things going on but I'm super excited to be talking to Lisa Fitzpatrick this morning, this afternoon. Um, I don't even know what time it is at the moment. <laughs> Lisa is a certified coach, a keynote speaker, best-selling author, yoga teacher, workshop facilitator, physiotherapist and of course a mother. She's the go-to coach for high-achieving spiritual entrepreneurial women who want to find their sole purpose, gain greater visibility and share their message with a wider audience. She loves supporting women to grow both their online and offline presence. She believes that when women tap into their feminine wisdom, the feminine shift restores balance and equality and helps to heal our very troubled world. So Lisa, I first met you last year in August and that was at the Osmum Preneur Conference and Awards that were held at Crown Casino. And wow, what a weekend that was. Um, and I just want to let everyone know that the very first workshop that I attended was one of Lisa's. And wow, it was mind blowing. It was only for, I can't even remember exactly how long it was for. It was probably half an hour, 40 minutes or something yes. like that. Um, I was one of the people that got chosen to stand up and I won one of her books, which was awesome. <laughs> Straight away, just the energy that you were putting out into that room and everything you said, the way you stood, you know, just absolutely everything just resonated with me on such a strong level. And I said, I need to talk more to Lisa at some point. Uh, we tried to over that weekend, but, you know, being so busy, it was a little bit difficult. So I'm, I'm glad that we've got this opportunity now to have a little bit of a chat and we can share, um, you know, what we talk about with everyone else. Uh, so is that with speaking in workshops um particularly your whoops we lost you <laughs> i'm back <laughs> uh what you do in conjunction with osmum and how you came about speaking at that conference how did that yes. Yeah, that came about, Christy, through the most wonderful gesture of a friend who nominated me for a business award with Osmom. And I resonated so much with that organisation's message about how important it, our journey of motherhood is to the business process. Because let's face it, as mothers, we are so multitask. We're multitasking experts, right? And, um, and so the following year, I was determined to become one of their mentors because, um, yeah, that message of being able to balance motherhood and business um, it's a very distinct journey for us mums um, as you know and Absolutely. so yeah so uh, and the other way that the conference came about for me actually speaking at the conference was that um, I was asked to present on something that was really dear and and true to my heart which was basically how to have a presence in business without really pushing into our masculine. So, you know, I feel so strongly we're all capable of magnetizing business to us without going down that old world paradigm of just so burning ourselves out and pushing and, yeah. So, um, so that felt like a really passionate message that, uh, that I wanted to share at that, that workshop. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that is something that we all feel and no doubt everyone in that room felt, even the people that didn't manage to make your workshop because it was, um, there were other workshops going on at the time. So it was hard for a lot of people to say, okay, do we go to this one or this one, you know, because everyone's got so much wisdom to share. Uh, but it was, it's just the whole balancing things out. And I have found that um, that recently the more I'm, I actually have a habit of, and I found through going through your book and your guide, Healing the Heart of Your Business, that I work mostly from a feminine perspective, mm. more of that masculine, if I want to help it grow, um, you know, things like, um, you know, being firm with people and learning to say no and, and you know, having more of that control over what's going on rather than just relying on emotion and, and passion, which is wonderful and that's how it all started and how it's continued. But can you perhaps share a little bit more about how, because I know there's probably a lot of women that will be watching this who do run their own businesses from home, especially spiritual practices, Yes. of how if you might be lacking that, that mas masculinity when running a business, of how you can tap into that? Oh, such a great question. Yeah. Isn't it fascinating because a lot of the, the greater world is, is stuck in that masculine pragmatic paradigm, but those of us who are sensitive, um, who are very heart-centred, who tend to come from intuition a lot, we we don't um, we 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 struggle against those structures, and I understand that from a personal point of view as well as a professional one. Um, and I think that's why we're kindreds, um, Christy, because you know we get that um, as spiritual women. Sometimes the idea of um, of backing ourselves into schedules and business plans and the pragmatics can be really um, quite stifling. However, um, what I the the one of the biggest key I think uh, for me which has supported my business growth is understanding that the discipline around scheduling my time and, and, and finding the masculine balance in my business um, provides me with the freedom to be creative in ways that I couldn't be if I hadn't implemented those pragmatic systems and structures. So to me that's been the key is understanding that Actually, having the masculine um, and energetic balance there has given me so much expansiveness in my ability to, yeah, to create money, to um, expand my reach, to, yeah, to really touch people's lives in a much bigger way than I could if I, if I didn't pay attention to structure. So, um, yeah, so speaking from experience, uh, <laughs> I think if we welcome the masculine structures in, and I think the paradox here is that so many of us have been burnt by the patriarchal system. You know, a lot of us um, left corporate jobs or really high, you know, high yielding, um, high pressure situations to start our businesses because we just don't do nine to five, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not us to be stuck in that, that box and, and to be stuck in peak hour traffic and to live that, that life is, is our idea of hell, right? 
absolutely. And, and we're we're almost unemployable, but sometimes that carries with it this legacy of rebelling against the very things that will support us to have freedom in business. And I think sometimes there's an adjustment period that we take where we we can turn our back on the on the you know the the patriarchal structures yeah. and we can really see them as a negative or we can reframe them as being something that are so, that is such a, a, a support um, to us. And uh, I love thinking about my business being like a really good husband. <laughs> That's, it, it feels, yeah, it feels right when, um, when I think that my business wants to caretake me and my sons and it wants to have um, the ability to take care of me. So it needs to have... A, it's almost like we have a, a relationship with one another that is very similar to a partnership or a marriage. And, um, and I know when I'm not in a good relationship with my business, um, it doesn't want to treat me as well. <laughs> yeah. That's quite profound what you've just said there. And I'm so going to write that down because that's, you know, as you can probably tell from my energy when we first got on here and, you know, I was a little bit scattered before this meeting um, because, you know, timeframes and working out financials and business plans and all that sort of stuff, it is very overwhelming. Um, I guess as, and you've, you've already been through this, but this is something I'm going through right now is that my business is expanding very quickly. And while it's, it's so rewarding and I love what I do, it's, it is very overwhelming because then I think, okay, now I have to start stepping into the masculinity and taking on board those sorts of things. Otherwise it's not going to keep growing. You know, I can't just continue on purely love and passion and, and intuition at some point. Mm. I want it to grow and I do want it to, like you said, to have a relationship so it can support my family and, and all of that, as well as the people that have got working with me because um, they're part of it too. Then that's something that has to happen. And it's quite intimidating to think that. I hear you. At this I point, hear you. Um, from a personal perspective, I have been quite overwhelmed in the last couple of weeks because that's happening right now. Um, do you have any suggestions if in case someone else is going through a similar thing of how to manage that? Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I uh, the the interesting thing that you said earlier is that that your business couldn't run on love alone, you know, and that that love needed um, needed the, the the network of systems and pragmatics behind it. And as you go into this expansive phase, I hear the pain, you know, I hear <laughs> the I, I hear the suffering, and and I also hear that that's the that's the path of transformation that our businesses always want to take us on is it's almost like squeezing us through the birth canal because and, and when I hear that from you I get so excited yeah. <laughs> because I understand that you're having what I call the breakdown before the breakthrough where yeah. any major transformation comes with this degree of of, of um, you know of teething problems or birthing issues and yeah. um, and I think if we go through it enough times which we will at every level of our growth and um, and we and you would have also gone through this on a personal level prior to having a business, yeah. I'm sure. 
before and that we see it as a necessary part of the cycle of business and that when we reach the transformation on the other side of that breakdown the the level of expansiveness that you become on the other side is just so incredibly important for your for you to fulfill your potential and your destiny that this will all be worth it for you in retrospect yeah um and and i think um i think that we're we're always in this society looking at a very short-term um angle on on things you know we're, we're kind of in a bit of a throwaway society at the moment where we say unless this comes with an immediate type of reward um i'm i don't feel like i'm necessarily on track yeah. but the whole yeah the whole reason i wrote my book was about the fact that when we're on in soul purpose work we're not necessarily finding the red carpet rolling out for us we're not necessarily always having this synchronicity of events that um that line up to make life suddenly magically easy and abundant (laughs) (laughs) it's not not quite how business works and how life works on the hair and um yeah i think uh i love to use the uh the analogy of the the heroine's journey here where in order to bring the fullness of your spiritual gifts to your work and i see you as an incredibly powerful spiritual intuitive healer and what i saw at the osmum conference was certainly (laughs) mirrored in you christy because your energy was amazing you intuitively knew you had to take photos of me which i needed that day because i had no other record of speaking on on, at the conference so i mean you 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 understand these gifts have been cultivated through you know the, the 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 sacred promise you made in this this life to fulfill this promise that you're now fulfilling and that on the heroine's journey we sometimes have to go into that descent of what i call the descent of inanna where we have to go down into some of the darker places within ourselves and we we have to go to the overwhelm to the shadow side to the the place that doesn't think it can cope with it all and that's where we start to almost create some magic with our tools that we use and then when we come back for air and we we come back to that that up the other side of the the expansion process you're so you've suddenly been sculpted and changed into that woman that actually can be the beacon to others who are being squeezed through that tight hole as well you know you know what i'm saying there so so see yourself yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think that's so exciting (laughs) it is and look i know even when you get to the points of and i'm sure michelle even you know you many people who are similar to us who have a spiritual practice or anything related to that that you do you get so excited and so engrossed in everything and you just think yes this, this feels right and getting up every morning and doing what you're doing is that's you know 100 this is what you're meant to be doing mm-hmm. you know you come across roadblocks like finances is a big one um yes, right now things to help the business grow and i'll sit there and you know kind of go oh, i don't know how i'm going to do this but then at the same time my gut is saying no, but I know it's going to be fine. You know, I, that's the difference, I guess, between letting yourself become absolutely overwhelmed and just going, nah, 
um, it's not meant to be or it's too hard. But when you know in your gut, no, it's going to work because it, it has to because this is what I'm meant to be doing. And it all comes eventually and it all happens. But like you said, you need to surrender sometimes and go, okay, well, I just need to look at it from a completely different perspective and to go deeper sometimes, even though it might be, well, most of the time it's quite uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, I love that you just said that. I love that you said um, that the, because the, the first instinct we all have when we face that pain is to run or distract ourselves from it, right? Yeah. And we think, oh, no, this, this shouldn't be happening. I'm meant to be in my purpose here. I'm meant to be living this purposeful situation. How awful that I'm not finding this as easy as it should be. Um, and, and then when we sit there and we stare the dragon down, you know, and, and we realise that um, actually that, that roadblock's there because our whole purpose for being in this um, this business is for our own spiritual growth and our own yeah. our own under, you know better understanding then we have a chance of making a big a, um, abundance leap or a big leap in our reach somehow and um, and I think sometimes we can stay in stasis in business because it's a comfortable place for us to just be breaking even or making ends meet or um you know we we can really trick ourselves into thinking that that it's okay for us to stay where we are when um yeah when like you said sitting with that discomfort and understanding what it means to actually face it uh yeah. allows you to then go to that next step um and uh, yeah, I believe benevolence is watching us and it's, it's watching us to see whether we're ready to face the, the next level, you know, and, and, and I love that saying new level, new devil, because yeah. it's never going to go away. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, um, that's, I don't see that as scary. I see that as exciting. Because yes. For instance, the Osmum Awards, you know, when I first got nominated for that, and you may have felt the same. I thought, what, me? No, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not this. I'm not that. But then yes. the second I engaged, you know, walked into that room and started speaking with everyone and, and saw what it was actually about, because it's not about, um, you know, a bunch of business women with their noses up in the air going, I make, you know, it's absolutely opposite. It's a room full of hundreds of women who are just building each other up and, for me to stand up even in that workshop with you and speak, I don't know even know why I did it. Um, <laughs> that's not something that I would usually do. It's, you know, public speaking and me even doing this now. Um, asked me a few years ago, absolutely no way. Um, mm. In that room and speak in your workshop was massive for me. Oh. And, but it didn't feel, when I did it, it didn't feel... It felt natural. So, again, when it's something's uncomfortable, and that's what I'm, I'm kind of getting at, is that when, when you're really nervous and you're going, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this, but that's where, like you said, that's where the magic happens is when you step out of that comfort zone for a little bit or feel awkward or uncomfortable. That's when you realise who you are, I think, anyway. <laughs> oh, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's a gift that we're constantly being 
given is this ability to either face our, our fears and, and, and coming to what you were saying before that my business can't run on love alone. Well, yeah. we both know, you know, it, it's that, that love that we have for what we do that will conquer all of those issues in the end. And, and that's where I think faith comes in because, um, you know, I, I really believe faith depends on us not seeing the outcome. And I think one of the biggest issues where we face um, with the way the business has been done in the past is that it, that patriarchal approach to understanding what t the 10 year goals look like and the five year goals look like really stop us from being in the fullness of our presence in this moment in time. But when we have faith, we, we know that you know, all of the business planning in the world may even be superseded by benevolence's plan for us. And, and often the outcome can look so different to what our mission statement might have, you know, looked like. And, and that's yeah. actually what I, I think I love the most about business is that we can expect the unexpected and we can often expect the outcomes to be even better than what we planned. So um, letting go of that old way of just planning everything to the T um, and, and feeling like we're so in control of it all. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of surrender and, fa and faith. Faith are creating the bridges that we need to cross. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I've, I've found, you know, I'm yet to finish my business plan. It's something I'm working on. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But those sorts of things, you know, KPIs and, like you said, looking. Uh, Mum and I did a 10-year vision board. It was after. Nice. Oh, it was when we went to the initial session for the women's business school that Ozmum run, and a 10-year vision board. And this year alone, what are we in? End of April, I think it got to March, and we looked up at it on the wall and went, check, check, check. Oh well, we need to change this. You know, so. You can control all your wow. plan all you like, but yes. it's always going to change. You know, this is my vision board keeps changing every couple of months because yeah. either we mark things off that are done already, or mm -hmm. after a month or even after a few days and go, oh, well, I don't want that anymore. Um, you know, my shift has changed. You know, I've shifted and now I'm aiming higher, or the direction is completely different. You know, and I love that about these types of businesses is what you and I do is that it's always going to change, you know, month, month, year to year, decade to decade. I don't believe that it's meant to stay the same anyway. Mm -mm. Yes. Yes. How exciting for you doing vision boards <laughs> with your mother. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is really, really exciting that you have a lineage of women in your family that are passing, you know, the, the, the gift has been, the gift has been passed through, um, yeah, your family. And I think, uh, yeah, there's something beautiful about that, that you, you yeah. have this passion being passed to you. Wow. Oh, it's just, it, it's beautiful. You know, I get to work with my mum every single day. And, um, yeah. you know, we have got enough, another couple of team members on board now. We've got one of our authors who um, has joined the team, or two of our authors. One is my brother-in-law. But being able to, I think the, the reason why it works so well is because we can be absolutely comfortable with one another and always speak truthfully. You know, if, if we're in conflict like that, we know that we're not going to hold it against each other. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into some sort of massive conflict. It's just kind of 
blah, I don't like this, or no, we need to do it this way, or we can get heated or whatever. But in the end, we're all in it for exactly the same reason, and that's what matters. I remember your mum saying that she felt she learnt a lot from you as well and that, you know, in some ways you exchange, it sounded like there are times when you exchange roles where you're the mother and she's the daughter and, and vice versa. And yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful symbiosis there that you have. And uh, yeah, I love, um, I love the fact that you're midwifing these incredible books that people <laughs> have been dreaming about writing for their whole life. And you're really, a midwife to their their sole purpose realization as, oh, as writers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm so so inspired by that, Christy. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so you did. I remember you did speak a little bit about, and I know you probably can't show us. Well, maybe you can um, from sitting down. But one thing that stood out to me when you were speaking at that conference is about um, about the use of your body in business mm, to yes. touch on that a little bit yeah sure sure so um prior to um opening my coaching business i i taught physiology in yoga schools and and i'm a physiotherapist by trade so actually being in the body and understanding the physiology of excellence is a really important part of my coaching work now nowadays as well and when yeah when when we have command and when we're fully present in our bodies I believe we exude a degree of influence or a, a you know I guess a, a an energetic dynamic that allows us to really um have a strong message with what what whatever our you know whatever our business is or whatever service we want to give to the world when we have command over our physiology the way that it actually supports our message can be so profound and we all know those people who uh, when they walk into a room or when they speak to us we listen because there's something compelling about the way that they hold themselves right yeah, absolutely. so um yeah so what i touched on in the workshop and what i do on a practical what i recommend on a practical level is that we look at those people who have a command over their physiology and we see that a lot of people who are successful in the way that they um, either speak publicly or um, market their business if they're a personality business they they have common traits and and one of those traits is that they um, hold symmetry in their body and they don't allow themselves to actually fly around with a whole lot of um, extraneous movement, <laughs> which will distract from a message. Exactly. <laughs> There's always a time and a place for some, you know, some hand gestures, if depending on your, your cultural background. Yeah. Um, but certainly uh, having a sense that we're controlling our energy so that our energy is being delivered um, through the message itself I think is the key to a good um, physiology but I think too a lot of us um, will resonate with um, certain types of um, people you know we, we we tend to like the people who are like us so yes. when yeah and, and there's nothing more um, I think there's nothing more endearing than when we are able to really hear 
and see that someone's speaking from their heart. So yes. one of the yeah, one of those physiological qualities that um, that can really support a connection is actually making sure that we're we're open in the front of our body. Because as you know, when we when we shut down in the front of our bodies, or when we when we are asymmetrical and we turn away from the person we're actually um, addressing, it actually it, rather than um, you know, rather than sort of creating connection, it does the opposite of that. It disconnects us from from that that other that other person. So, yeah, there's I could talk for hours about that, Christy, because I love the physiology of excellence. Is something that I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, look, that's uh, there's also some st yeah there's some stats around it too. Like you know, we okay. we only really hear. 30% of someone's language and the rest 70% um, of what we perceive as meaning comes from someone's body language. Okay. So, wow. Really and look, that's probably why I felt that energy when you were up on the stage, you know, because it was, it was your presence. It wasn't, I don't think you'd even spoken yet, but when, <laughs> <laughs> honestly you hadn't, it was just the energy of the room was calm and, I just felt comfortable straight away, you know, the room full of people and, you know, you, you hadn't really said much mm. already, um, you know, and I felt that, but mm. felt comfortable. Uh, like you said, that um, we were, I could relate to you. And even though I've got no, I know nothing about <laughs> physiology and all that sort of stuff, but you could tell straight away that what you were about to say was coming absolutely from the heart and that it was, it was genuine. No, so that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you no, so much. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember that was uh, probably one of the biggest gifts my yoga teacher gave me was um, this understanding that we can set the tone of the brainwave state that we have our audience in. So when we're in a calm alpha brainwave state, that sets a vibrational tone for the whole room. And that everyone that comes into that room can then calibrate to that alpha brainwave state. And generally speaking, society's rushing around in the beta brainwave state, which is a high stress state. And um, it's not a receptive state either. So yes. people won't actually hear what you have to say unless their breathing slows down and their brainwave slows down enough for them to be in a whole brain learning space. Okay. Um, so, so as a facilitator, but supporting calm and um, supporting that, that relaxation response in the body is, um, is a way of making sure that your message actually lasts and lands in the memory banks of that person. Um, mm -hmm. and, yeah, I think we all know to the power of um, a, a, an emotionally um, moving story as well, that mm -hmm. when we go into our emotional state, it's, it tends to be a more right brain space, which is, which is also a, 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 an intuitive space. And that is also where we have a more alpha brainwave um, state of learning as well. So um, I love the speakers that I, I remember the most are the ones that have those moving stories behind yeah. what they do and uh, take you on a journey with them rather than a whole heap of facts. Yeah. Well, that's true because as soon as you hear someone's personal story, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, you know, something, something massive that they're sharing with you or just a little tidbit, but it helps you to relate to them 
um, rather than on a I'm in the audience and you're up on stage, more of a cool yes. and you're just like me. It's more of a human type connection. Mm. Okay, well, we're just the same, you and I, and you're sharing your wisdom. That's how I see it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you wouldn't be in that room listening if you didn't already have some connection to the message or a, or a kindredship with that. Yeah, that, that person just purely by choosing that workshop, you're showing a solidarity with the, um, yeah, with the, the energetic behind that workshop as well. Yeah. I, I love that we all choose each other for this yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens so naturally though, doesn't it? It does happen naturally yeah. if we stay, I think if we stay in our hearts and we stay open. And I'll always remember one of the Osmompreneur, um, the, the lady, one of the ladies who was in the, the end final, uh, the, the final 10, you know, the top 10 Osmompreneurs, yeah. she, um, she had an amazing story of how her swimwear business was struggling in Australia to take off. And she went to this... Um, this uh like a trade show somewhere in the city and it was it was expensive to set up her, her stall but she thought it was worthwhile and her dad had said to her as long as you're always open and you stay kind you'll do well in business and she said um she wasn't quite sure you know whether that would ever pay off that advice and she was walking down um she was walking at the trade show and this she saw this japanese man who was lost and 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 she thought well, I could be open and kind to this man or I could just run to the ladies, which is where I need to go. Yeah. I'm going to, she, she made the decision to be open and kind. Yeah. And she asked him if he, she said, you look a bit lost. And he said, yeah, well, um, I'd be happy to, um, to have a hand here. I'm lost and I need to find this conference, this conference area. And she took the trouble to show him. And he said, well, I, I want to know what you do. What do you do? And she said, oh, I make this swimwear for kids. And, and it has the, her swimwear is great because it has these inbuilt hats to the yeah. swimwear. So when babies try and pull their hats off, they're always connected to the swimwear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an ingenious idea. <laughs> and it turned out um, that this man was a billionaire investor who got her swimwear throughout Japan, you know, and that if she stayed open and kind in that moment and if she hadn't been present and she'd been thinking ahead to getting to the ladies and her own needs and blah 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 it just never would have happened this opportunity yeah. in her business and uh how amazing that we can open a portal like that that can change everything just by being present and being in in our hearts i think that's yeah. so amazing and that's where yeah you know, from my experience that's how everything has come about you know by um, the, I, you probably know, I don't know if you know, but, you know, my business initially started with my sister-in-law and we started out by, um, you know, because I, as well as doing the publishing, I do spiritual guidance and healing and I offer readings and things like that. And that's where most of our audience is. But that Facebook page started purely as a tool so that we could share our spiritual journey with other people. It was never intended business. It was never intended to be somewhere we would sell products or services or anything like that. It was just wow. from a place that we could share with other like-minded people what we were experiencing and learning as we were learning tarot and opening ourselves up. And then it just grew, you know. So if the intent behind what you're doing is genuine yes. and, 
and like you said, you, you're being kind and you're, you're doing everything for the right reasons. That's where all the opportunities have come from for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, if someone was to message me and say, oh, I'm having, I'm struggling right now, what do you suggest? And I just go, oh, you know what, look, I'm, I'm happy to have a chat with you and, and so forth. Without fail, it always turns into something else, you know, whether that person... I know a lot of people at, at some point were, I think I did a some sort of promotion on the page where I said to other, other healers and anyone who had a spiritual type business, send me details and I'll share it. You know, I've got 15,000 people on there, so I'm happy. You know, we're, we're supposed to be helping one another as lightworkers. Yes. And the messages I received from people saying, oh, um, I can't believe that you're doing that. You know, aren't you scared that they're going to take your business away from you or that you're sharing other people's work? And I said, why would I? <laughs> we're all here. It's, to me, it's just common sense. You know, if, if you're a light worker or a healer that, like the Ozmum Awards, you're there to help each other. Yes. Is yes. To, to bring light into the world and happiness and and more compassion yes. and all that sort of thing. So why would you yes. try to be in competition with anybody? I just love that too. I, I'm so, um, I so know why you're a kindred spirit for the <laughs> fact that that's such an important value of mine, that value of collaboration. And, um, yes. and I think uh, one way I, I've, I've looked at that too, which has been so um, I guess um, paradigm shifting for me is knowing that when I see another light worker or another coach doing well, that it shows me that it's possible for my business to do well. And that if they were struggling, I'd, it would put a seed of doubt into, into my, my world. So the yeah. fact that when we, when we uplift each other and when we support and promote each other, where we're actually what we focus on expands so focusing on the success of um, a business that's like-minded sort of becomes the very needle that the, the very thing that moves the needle towards our own success because we suddenly realize that it's possible for our business too and yeah. uh yeah i think that's uh i think that's something perhaps that um the, the thankfully with more women stepping into business yeah. I feel we're naturally uh, better geared for that because we were the gatherers in the field when, when in hunter-gatherer society, the hunters would go out and be competitive towards who would shoot the animal. But yeah. the women would always work alongside each other. And I just think that's um, so beautiful that, that we, we have that natural capacity for being equals and, and working in circles as well. Yeah. 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 And that's absolutely true. And, one thing that stands out to me while you were saying that, and I absolutely agree that I know that there may be males, males watching this that who will go, oh, hang on a minute, because I, I know several males who are in um, <laughs> who are light workers and, and have spiritual practices who are like that also. But what you're getting at, though, is not so much women, but yes. using the feminine side, to, and that's what people need to tap into into business. Is that right? 
Absolutely. We all have a feminine and masculine side and some of us are, you know, some of us have played to our masculine strengths and our feminine strengths. So I certainly don't want to discern too much between men and women. Sorry, men, I don't mean to have any negatives towards the masculine at all there. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's more, of a, um, more of an energetic that we're tapping into, uh, which matters. You know, we, we, are, we all need our masculine. We all need our, um, we all need our pragmatic and left brain logic to guide us. And we yeah. all need that to be well balanced with our feminine. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a balancing act. We're all learning in this new, this new era. I think yeah. it's like a theme of our times, isn't it? And I'm not sure if it was you that it probably was <laughs> that said it or whether it stood out in something else that I watched maybe, but that the mm. businesses nowadays, you know, especially in corporate type businesses, um, I don't know about small businesses, but a lot of the major corporations are, they're learning about using um, feminine, you know, tapping into your feminine side in business because it's, they've, they're starting to see um, how beneficial it is and, and how it works much better than just your typical, you know, like you said, KPIs and control and, and all those factors. So yes. have, have, was it you that said it? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, I've had a, I've had an experience of it because I do some work for a, a fairly big not-for-profit, and um, and it could be perceived as a as a corporate entity that has got yeah. a you know um, a, a, an old possibly an old paradigm of operation, but absolutely the the um, the organisation's very open to feminine practice and and holistic ways of doing things and um and i do think there's overall a lot more awareness with the mindfulness shift that we need to stay present um and on top of that as you know the stress epidemic is taking yeah. out so much work work productivity that um that we're almost being forced really to towards um the internalized focus rather than that externally driven focus um yeah. being able to tap in and say if I'm not doing okay, then I can't give to everyone around me. So that's going to impact, yeah, our, my, my capacity to serve. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, I live in a, in a navel-gazing area, Christy. You know, Byron <laughs> Bay is very much about... <laughs> there's a lot of navel-gazing that happens yeah. too and that internal focus can become too too much sometimes it needs to be balanced with that 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 external masculine focus too it's fascinating yes. <laughs> it is. and that's why i was saying earlier that um i think for quite some time i was focused on yeah because i loved it of course and you know being a mum and everything like that that goes with it but spending so or having so much focus on your intuition and your compassion and your love for what you do but at some point if you do want it to grow and expand and to be able to help more people, including mm. then at some point you do need to make sure that that, that feminine energy is balanced with the masculine as well. And oh, that's what I love I'm that, Christy. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, yeah. And you're learning that, but your, your awareness is there now and that's, uh, that's the most important thing, isn't it, that you, you have an awareness of that and... Uh, and that's uh, that's a lot more than what a lot of people um, have in those 
yeah, in those expansive phases yeah. <laughs> when it all gets a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a, a massive shame that so many people would get to that point and give up or walk away. Absolutely. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, perhaps think, okay, but I need, I need assurance and I need a concrete plan and I need security, which is all important, of course, but I'm not so fussed about it, honestly. But, but a lot of people are, you know, they can't live without having that, that stability and security, knowing where money's coming from and, you know, they place a lot of importance on having their own home and all those sorts of things. And it stops a lot of people because they're so scared of not having that, that concrete plan in place to be able to see yes. five, ten years yes. into the future, whereas yes. I would love to be able to know that, yes, this is this is going to continue and it's going to continue to grow. I already know that yes. regard anyway. Yes. I don't need to know how right now. Yes, yes, yes. That's why everything is growing because I just trust that the path that I'm on and what I'm doing, the effect that it's having on people is exactly why I'm in it for, for what I'm doing and that it is going to go further. And I just trust that it's, everything else is going to come together at some point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I love it. So. I, hear, I hear you. I hear that trust in you. And I, um, and I also understand from <laughs> what I know about you that you have yeah. an incredible gift and, um, and that you're absolutely right. And some people would face the challenges and they would give up, which is probably why 90% of businesses do fail at the two year mm -hmm. mark in this country or in Australia, I should say. And, um, yeah. and yeah, we are so fortunate that, uh, that to take a bird's eye view and see that it's a necessary part of us bursting through those limits that we've placed on ourselves and um and mm. hopefully doing something for the tall poppy syndrome in australia as well you know saying it's okay to be successful in this country it's absolutely fine for a woman to do well um just as well as it's so fine for for a man to to do well we are we are all equals in this and um yeah that's a that's a real um that's a really exciting thing that we're coming into around yes. being being given these opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. And then more and more people are doing it. And I've noticed, I've had some conversation with people um, over the last few months, I guess, where they've said, oh, I, I can't give up my full-time job, you know, because I need this or that. And I'm not good enough to do this. And, you know, I can't turn this into a business. You know, it's mm -hmm. the hobby. I'm like, yeah, but does it make you happy? And what do you get from it? Would you love mm -hmm. to be every morning doing what you're doing and only doing what you're doing? And, you know, of course I would. Like, well, why not? Try it. But so many people are so stuck in what society believes you should be doing. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. For example, when I've just noticed we've only got 10 minutes left, so I'll say it quickly. <laughs> I went on a holiday last February with my mum to Nepal for two weeks. I got caught a lot of um, criticism for that, not 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 from the people in my business, but um, from some family and some people that I knew. How could how dare you leave your children for two weeks? And um, wow. isn't that selfish of you? And you know, well, they're at home with their father for one. <laughs> which really isn't a big deal. Um, 
that's the other thing is that you need to make sure that you're taking time for yourself too because mm. said earlier how are you supposed to keep give give giving mm. when you're not giving that back to yourself as well and what an amazing example you set for your children of this incredibly mm. adventurous mom and grandmother yeah. who yeah. could take off like that to this amazing place and, and bringing back the magic of Nepal must have been so nurturing and nourishing for your family, Christy. How yeah. inspiring. That's absolutely inspiring. Nepal is life-changing. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you have to go there one day. It's just, it is, it's life-changing. Oh, I bet. I have yeah. no doubt. Yeah, wow. So I'm just mindful of the time because I don't want to run out. I want to make sure you've got time to let us know a little bit about before we go, uh, I guess, where people can find you. And Thank you. Have you got anything else um, coming up? anything exciting coming up that you wanted to share or you can show us your books or <laughs> <laughs> thank you so um i'm at www.lisafitzpatrick.com.au and um, i have my book here healing the heart of your business with a beautiful cover made by my favorite artist belinda Patton, and um, this book is available at all major online bookstores it's especially for you if you're a highly sensitive heart-centered spiritual woman in in a solopreneurial or service-based business um, and really this book is all about you understanding the, the the full polarities of your business which are north south east and west and understanding that when those four polarities are in balance, we have a, a fairly unshakable force uh, to be reckoned with that, <laughs> that I think catapults our business to a whole new dimension. So if you're struggling in business right now, this book was written as a love letter to you. Uh, my coaching clients all helped me inform the practices in the book. And um, it's been such a pleasure to connect with you, Christy. I really uh, feel so <laughs> blessed and so lucky that you reached out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. And we'll talk again soon, no doubt, because we have lots to share. <laughs> we certainly do. Yes. <laughs>